Good morning. I have to say that that's probably that last song we sang is one of the most beautiful anointed songs I've ever heard in my life. It has become my favorite. It has become so important. And it's not a coincidence that my message this morning is the year that King Uzziah died. We're going to look at 2 Chronicles chapter 26. If you so if you will, chapter 26 of 2 Chronicles is where we're going to start, and I won't keep you very long, as I usually don't, but um, we want to sing this song at the end of the service again. I saw the Lord. Oh, my goodness. But first, a little bit about King Uzziah. Chapter 26 describes King Uzziah as a good king over the southern kingdom of Judah. And verse 4 tells us that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And according to all that his father Amaziah did, he sought God in all of his ways. And as long as he sought after the Lord, he was made to prosper in all things. He personally grew in fame his kingdom grew, his assets, his military prowess was known all among the nations, and he was exceedingly blessed by God. He was particularly gifted in war, and he conquered the Philistines, the Arabians, the Ammonites, and all of those who struck out in war against Judah. Under his leadership, his best men invented many things, including engines, that gave great advantage to his warriors and served to conquer his enemies. I'm going to pick up reading verse 15. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord, or eighty priests of the Lord, that were valiant men. And they withstood, I can't turn my page, Uzziah the king, and said, It appertaineth not to thee, King Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Now go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy, rose up in his forehead before the priests 
in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out thence, yea, himself hasted to go out also, because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, and he dwelt in a several house, meaning a separate abode from others, because he was a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord, and Jotham his son was over the king's house, house judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial, which belonged to the kings. For they said, He is a leper, and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Jotham was 25 years old when he assumed the throne of his father. And the Bible said that he was a good and righteous king, but that the people continued to sin against God. And he reigned only 16 years, and then Jotham died. So the year that King Uzziah died was a year of great fear and turmoil for the people. Everyone was afraid. Will the king, the new king, be as good as Uzziah? Would he keep the peace, the prosperity, the security that they knew under King Uzziah? Would the neighboring kingdoms exploit this void in leadership and recognize the vulnerability of a new, very young king and become aggressive against Judah? Conversely, you might imagine that the people would have asked these very same questions and felt this same way had the new king been an old, foolish, and feeble man. And there was good reason to fear because the nations around were making a lot of noise. Assyria was building its might as a superpower in the region and they were bent on dominating all the other nations. And sure enough, less than five years after Uzziah died, God's people were in the middle of an all-out major war, not to mention the fact that very soon, under the wicked king Ahaz, who followed Jotham, they were sacrificing their children in the fire, burning incense in the groves, and making images and worshiping Baal, and being slaughtered by none other than Israel to the north, who were led by the Syrians. And now if you would please turn to Isaiah 6. And here we pick up where Isaiah was called by God. So when Isaiah wrote about this new vision and his calling to the office of prophet in Isaiah 6 and verse 1, starts out in the year that King Uzziah died, 
he really said a mouthful. For Isaiah, just like all the rest of the people, had great reason to be discouraged and disillusioned at the death of King Uzziah, who actually was a friend of Isaiah. And it was in this ensuing environment of political and social tension like they'd never known, with fear and pain and discouragement, when the people continued to sin against God, that the Lord God himself, greater than any earthly king, showed himself to Isaiah the prophet. Do you get the analogy there? In the worst of times, in the most fearful of times, was when God chose to show himself to Isaiah. And Isaiah saw him. He wrote, I saw the Lord high and lifted up above it all. And the Bible says that his train, or simply the hem of his robe, filled the temple, the throne room of God. And above him stood the angels, as Audrey read this morning, and they were crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is filled with his glory. Verse says, verse 4 says that the doorposts moved. The song says the pillars shook. At the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And Isaiah said, Woe am I, for I am undone, for I have unclean lips. And I dwell among a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the real king, the Lord of hosts. And the angel flew and put a hot coal from the altar and he laid it upon my mouth and he said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And the Lord said, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord, send me. I'm telling you this morning, dearest dearest brothers and sisters, we need to see the Lord. We need to see him sitting upon his throne, high and above every other thing we see and hear. And we must let the train of his robe fill the temple of our heart and lay that coal, that cleansing fire upon our heart and upon our lips so that we can say, here am I, Lord. I'm ready for your service. For the commission that God had given to Isaiah was a very, very hard one. He had to tell them, if you don't shape up and turn to God, you will be utterly destroyed. Maybe there's someone here who's been trying and struggling to see a vision of God in the midst of destruction and turmoil and 
even wonder, is God there? Is he real? Ask him to show you a vision of himself in your own life, wherever you are. Do you want to see him? I do. This song is so moving to me because it helps to understand and realize what Isaiah saw when we hear it and we see it written like this.
there's one that would say, I need to see the Lord. I need a vision of him. Oh, I need to know he's real. And that he is sitting upon that throne. Just slip your hand up. No one else is looking. Just slip your hand. The Lord will acknowledge it. And make himself real. Lord, I pray that we go from this place today with a clear vision of who you are. each heart here today. Bless each one, Lord. Bless Patty with traveling mercies, Lord, as we prayed earlier. Guide her steps, Lord, as she goes. Far, far from home for a long time. Be with her, Lord. Let her know that you're right there, seated upon her heart, Lord, enthroned. Oh, God, be with each one. Be with Gerald's family today, oh God. And be with the Bevan's family today, Lord. Touch their father, oh God, we ask again in Jesus' name. Oh, let us see your healing power flow through this place. Freely flow through this place, Lord, as you're seated, oh, upon that throne so holy, so mighty. And we give you praise and glory and honor 
In Jesus' precious name, we ask all these things. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus.